Well, this is just an amazing day. So for those of you that don't know the story, we we actually had a different plan for today. Uh, You know, we have a large grass field at our church, and during the pandemic last year, for about five or six months, we had outdoor drive-in services on our grass field, and we were worried about fitting everybody safely inside our building for Easter today, so we thought, let's go back outside for Easter, and we'll go back out, and we'll do another drive-in service at our field. Well, it just will not stop raining in Omao, and our field is a swamp, and so there's no way we could have service on there. And so that forced us to really go back to the Lord and say, God, what are you doing? Obviously, you want us to think something different because you're not allowing us to have service on our field. And the answer that the Lord gave us was, I want you to praise my name at Salt Pond. I want you to take your service, and I want you to take it to Salt Pond, and I want you to glorify my name there. And so that's why we're at Salt Pond today, because this is where God wanted us to be. And we are so happy to be here. And, and I'm just excited. I just want to take a few minutes and, and just share the importance of Easter and why this is such a big deal in our lives today. And, and then after I declare that from the Word of God, then we're going to, uh, we're going to open it up for prayer. And again, we're declaring all day today that there is power here, and and we believe that as God's people, we possess that power. Jesus said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, and then after saying that, he released us as his people to move in his authority. And that's what we want to do today. We want to take the fullness of everything that Jesus accomplished when he walked out of that grave, and we just want to pray it over people today. We just want to believe that people are going to get set free today. People are going to get healed today. People are going to get saved today. Relationships are going to be restored today. That this is going to be that day. Amen? So why is Easter such a big deal? Why are we celebrating the resurrection? Well, my answer is quite simply this. Because the message of the resurrection is the greatest hope that we have. It's the greatest hope that we have in this life, and it's the only hope that we have in the life to come. That's why it's such a big deal. It is the greatest message of hope that we can have. Because think about this. What if there was no resurrection? What if there was no resurrection? The answer is we would have absolutely nothing to look forward to. All we would have is this life. In fact, Paul wrote it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul wrote this. He said, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Think about that. If there is no resurrection, then our faith is worthless. We have nothing to believe in. We have nothing to look forward to. If somebody has died, we're not going to see him again. There is no hope of restoration. There is no hope of glory for all eternity, celebrating with Jesus. All we have is this life. And listen, for some of us, maybe this life is pretty good, right? Maybe you've had some struggles, but maybe you've got a good family. You've got people that love you. Maybe this life is pretty good. But if this life is all you have, it's not that good. And for some of us, this life has been tremendously broken. It's been full of pain. 
and addiction and loss and struggle. And if that's all we have to look forward to, then my goodness, we are of all men to be most pitied. If there is no resurrection, we have nothing to look forward to. But Paul also wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, but having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. Come on, if we believe it, we're going to speak it. Right? If we have the spirit of faith, we're going to shout it out. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because we believe that Jesus was resurrected, then we know that someday in the future, we're going to be resurrected also. Though we die in this life, we have another life to look forward to. Because God is going to raise us up also. And he's going to raise us up in perfect bodies, imperishable bodies, bodies that are going to last forever. And when he raises us up in those bodies, we're going to live with Jesus in a place where there's no sin, no death, no pain, no sickness, no tears. Come on, that's what we have to look forward to because we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why else is the resurrection such a big deal? Because listen, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then nothing he said is true. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then nothing he said is true. Listen, Jesus was God. And I know a lot of times people don't want to recognize him as God because if we recognize him as God, then we have to surrender our lives to him. And if we don't want to surrender our lives to him, then we make him something less than God, right? And we say things like, well, he was just a really nice guy. He just did really good things. He just made people feel better. He just had really wise teachings. But you see, here's the problem. Jesus walked around telling people he was God. So we can't just say he was a really nice guy. Either he was God or he was nuts, right? That's a, if somebody was walking around today telling people that they were God, we wouldn't say, oh, he's a really nice guy with wise teachings. No. We would say he's lost touch with reality. Jesus walked around telling people he was God. He walked around telling people he was the Messiah promised of the Lord. He walked around telling people that his mission on this earth was to seek and to save the lost and to give his life as a ransom for many. In John chapter 2, listen to what happened. As Jesus was teaching, and he also went into the temple and flipped over tables and drove out the corrupt businessmen and said, my father's house shall be a house of prayer. It says, the Jews then said to him, what sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? They were saying, what gives you the authority to drive us out of the temple? What gives you the authority to call the temple your father's house? What gives you the authority to teach us? What gives you the authority to say anything that you have to say? And Jesus answered them. And he said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews then said, it took 46 years to build this temple. And will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Right? So they said to Jesus, 
Tell us, what is the authority behind everything you say? What is the authority behind everything that you do? And Jesus said, the authority is this. Kill me, and in three days I'll come back. And that will prove that I have the authority to do everything that I have done, and that will prove that everything that I said is true. And so what does that mean? That means if there's no resurrection, that if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then he had no authority to say anything that he said. And if he didn't rise from the dead, then he wasn't God. But because Jesus rose from the dead, he proved the authority of every act upon the earth. He proved the truth of every word that he spoke And everything that we believe hinges on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. That's why the resurrection is so important today. So I just want to share this verse with you. Romans chapter 8. In fact, I'm going to read verses 10 and 11. It says, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Listen, these bodies that we're in, they're dying. Right? You know, for about 18 to 20 years, they grow and they get bigger and stronger and they get more full of life. But then right around 20-ish, you kind of hit the peak of growth and you stop growing and these bodies start dying. Right? So some of us, these bodies have been dying for 20 years. Some of us 30. Some of us 40. Some of us 50 years, these bodies have been dying. Why are these bodies that we're in dying? Because of sin. You see, God originally created these bodies to live forever. He created these bodies in Adam and Eve to live forever in perfect fellowship with him. But then Adam and Eve chose to sin. And because they sinned, death came into the world. And because they sinned, every single person since them who has been born, which is all of us, you and me, every one of us is also going to die. Every one of us was also born with bodies that are cursed by sin. And so every day these bodies are dying, right? Some of us feel it more than others. Things start to ache. Things aren't working quite right. Right? The the pounds pack on in different places. These bodies are dying because of sin. And these bodies are going to die. Every one of us, unless Jesus comes back soon, which he can, but we don't know when Jesus is coming back. But if unless Jesus comes back soon, every one of us is going to die. Every one of us, sooner or later, these bodies are going to stop working and we're going to die. And so what does Paul say here? He says, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. And so what that means is when we believe on the Lord Jesus, when we surrender everything to him because we recognize that he is God, 
and we recognize that he died for us and, we, and, he, and he rose again, then we believe in him. And when we believe in him, it says that God deposits his spirit inside of us. And when that spirit is deposited inside of us, though we were dead because of our sins, suddenly on the inside we become alive. And though these bodies that we're in are going to die eventually, our spirits will never die. Our spirits will live forever. And because our spirits are alive and they will live forever, the Bible says that God is going to resurrect a new perfect body for us and that our spirits are going to live forever inside these perfect bodies, worshiping and glorifying God and sharing beautiful fellowship together with all the saints for eternity in heaven. Though these bodies are dead, it says that our spirits are alive. But then I love this. He says, but if the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So this is our declaration today. Because the resurrection is real, And because we know that Jesus did not stay in a grave, but he rose out of that grave, then what we know is that the same spirit that brought Jesus back to life, the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead is alive inside of us. That's why we have declared this morning there is a power. That's why we have declared this morning the resurrection power because there is power inside of us. The same power. Think about the power that raised Jesus from the dead. If you read about the resurrection in the book of Matthew, it says, Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave, and behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the stone away and sat upon it, and his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. What is this power that raised Jesus from the dead? Well, at the moment it raised Jesus from the dead, it shook the earth. There was a mighty earthquake. There is a power that can shake the earth. But not only that, but there was an entire uh, detachment of Roman guards guarding this tomb of Jesus. Why? Because they knew that Jesus had taught that he was going to come back from the dead. And so they thought, man, his followers are going to do anything to prove that Jesus is real. So we think his followers are going to come and steal the body out of the tomb. And then start telling everybody he's alive. And we don't want them stealing it. So what did they do? They sealed the stone. And then they put an entire detachment of Roman troops to stand at the entrance of this tomb so that nobody could come and steal the body. And this power that shook the earth and this power that unsealed the stone and knocked the stone away from the opening of the tomb, this power was so mighty that this troop of Roman soldiers, the most lethal the most well-trained, the most courageous, the most powerful soldiers that the world had ever known, in the face of the power of the resurrection, these men were scared out of their minds, and it says they became like dead men. 
What does that mean? I don't know. To me, it means they all passed out from fear, right? These guys were all laying on the ground, passed out. They wanted nothing to do with the power of God. So listen, there is resurrection power, that same power that 2,000 years ago on a Sunday morning, just like this one, shook the earth and knocked the, the stone away from the tomb and brought Jesus back from the dead and was so powerful that all the Roman guards passed out and became like dead men. That same power is available to work inside of every one of us. Come on, this is the part where somebody should clap. Somebody should get excited. This power is alive inside of us. What does that mean? That means that when we come to Jesus, it should not just be religious motions that we're going through. We shouldn't just be like, oh, praise Jesus, thank you, Jesus, and and then nothing changes. Right? No. When we come to Jesus, there should be a power inside of us that just as it shook the earth on that first Easter Sunday morning, so it should shake everything in our lives. And there is a power that brought Jesus back from the dead that is a power that will also bring us back to life from our sins so that our sins no longer have power over us. What does that mean? It means we should be transformed. We should never be the same again. That when we come to Jesus, he loves us so much just the way we are, but he's not going to leave us the way we are. He's going to transform us. He's going to shape us into something better, something mightier, something more victorious, something more free. So listen, if you come to Jesus in your addictions, he has the power to break those addictions. If you come to Jesus in your sin, he has the power to break that sin. Come on, if you come to Jesus in your anger, he has the power to break that anger. Come on, if you come to Jesus lost in lust and sexuality and wrapped up in those things, he has the power to break it. Come on, if you come to Jesus with a broken marriage or with broken relationships. He has the power to restore it. He loves you just the way you are, but he is so powerful, he can't leave you the way you are. He can't leave you the way you are. So what do we want to see? We want to go beyond just the praise Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And we want to go to the point of transformation. We want to go to the point where Jesus completely changes us, completely sets us free. It makes us completely victorious. Come on. Come on. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, Paul wrote this. He said, now God has not only raised the Lord Jesus, but will also raise us up through his power. I believe that God is going to raise some people up today through his power. God is going to bring some people back to life today. God is going to heal some people today. He's going to set some people free from addiction today. He's going to set some people free from anger and hatred today. He's going to heal broken things, things that have been so deeply broken inside of us. He's going to heal those things today. Come on, those that are sick in their bodies, he's going to bring healing today. Why? Because there is a resurrection power that is promised to us. A resurrection power that is promised to us. Come on, I'm not just preaching an idea. I'm standing up here today because I have lived it. I was wrapped up in addiction. I had grown up in a difficult, abusive situation, and I grew up with with a lot of brokenness in my life. 
a lot of pain and a lot of anger and hatred in my life. Got in a lot of fights, ran on the streets and did a lot of crazy things. Got wrapped up in addiction. Started with alcohol and then just slowly spiraled from there into into marijuana and then into psychedelics and then into crystal meth and then smoking crack cocaine and just continued to spiral out of control, lost in my addiction, in and out of jail, robbing, lying, hurting people, doing whatever I had to do to get my next high. I was there. And then I experienced the power. And listen, I I was not raised in church. I knew nothing about God. I knew nothing about the Bible. I was not looking for something to do on Sunday mornings, right? I I was not looking for some religious, thank you, Jesus. I wasn't looking for that. What I was looking for was a power that could change everything because I didn't want to live anymore, and I didn't want to live like that anymore, and I didn't like the brokenness of my life, and I didn't like the carnage and the wreckage of my life. So I didn't just find a thank you, Jesus, praise Jesus. No, I experienced a resurrection power that changed me, and I was never the same again. Come on, give him praise. And when I experienced Jesus, I gave everything to him. I gave everything to him. And the power began to transform my life. But listen, what I love about the story of Jesus' resurrection is that the grave clothes were folded up nicely inside the tomb, right? Jesus didn't leave the clothes on that he was buried in. When he resurrected, he took off the burial clothes and he put on new clothes. And it wasn't the clothes he was wearing when he was crucified because the Bible tells us the Roman soldiers had taken those and divided them up amongst themselves. No, he didn't put on his old clothes, and he didn't leave on his burial clothes. When he walked out of the grave, he put on new clothes. And when you read the story of Lazarus, right, that that Lazarus was dead for four days, as Dr. Val read at the beginning of the service, when Jesus came and called him back to life. But the problem was is that he had already been mummified and prepared in the tomb. And so when Jesus called him back to life, it's kind of silly to think about, but when Lazarus walked out of the grave, he probably walked out of the grave something like this. Because he was already wrapped up. He was already mummified. And so the next thing that Jesus says when Lazarus comes out of the tomb is Jesus says to the men all around him, get those grave clothes off of him. Get those strips of cloth off of him. And so they come and they strip off the grave clothes and they put new clothes on Lazarus. Listen, when you experience the resurrection power of God, you don't want to leave your grave clothes on. You don't want to stay in the same state you were in. And you also don't want to put the old clothes back on because why go back to the old life when Jesus has purchased a new life for us? No, when we experience the resurrection power, It's to put new clothes on. What does that mean? It means we live a new life with new behaviors and a new love, and we don't go back to the sin and the brokenness and the addiction of our old life. 
And just like Lazarus needed men to help rip the grave clothes off of him so he could truly be free, listen, when we come to Christ, that's what the church is for, is because we need people to be in relationship with us to help us put on some new clothes, to help us learn a new way to live so that we can walk in the power that Jesus promised. Amen. So here's the thing. We want to experience resurrection power. It's not going to leave us the same. But when we experience the new life that Jesus promised, we need to learn how to put on some new clothes to live a new life with new behaviors going in a new direction and not go back to the same old thing we used to be. Are you guys with me? Let me have the worship team come back out. I want to pray for you today. And then we're going to sing one more song, and then this is what I want to do. If anybody needs prayer, if anybody wants to make a decision to follow Jesus, you say, you know what, I'm ready to surrender everything. I'm ready to receive this power and this forgiveness and this new life that Jesus offers. We want to pray for you. But also, if you already know Jesus, but you're just, you haven't experienced the fullness of his power, we want to pray for you. If you're still stuck in an addiction, we want to pray for you. If your body still hasn't been healed, we want to pray for you. And so after we sing this song, I just want us to start praying for each other. All right, if that means you got to put your mask on because we're getting within six feet of each other and we don't want to spit all over each other because I don't know about you, but I spit when I pray. Hallelujah. That's like the anointing oil just coming out all over. Thank you, Jesus. We can put our masks on when we pray for each other. I just believe that after we play this song and after we worship the Lord, we're just going to open it up to pray for one another, and I believe that power is just going to begin to flow. We're going to pray for the sick. We're going to pray for those in addictions. We're going to pray for those that need restoration of relationships. We're going to pray for those that need a job. We're going to pray for those that need provision. Come on, we're just going to start praying for each other. Maybe it'll spill out. Maybe we'll go this way and we'll go this way and we'll just go find people to pray for because God is moving and we're bold in our faith. Why? Because we believe in the resurrection. Therefore, we're going to speak about the resurrection. Come on, are you guys with me? We believe in the resurrection. Therefore, we're going to speak about the resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, I just pray that, Lord, you take every word that was spoken today and, Lord, you anoint it and you allow it to just begin to rattle around in people's hearts and people's spirits. Lord, that they couldn't shake it. Oh, there's something greater on the horizon. Oh, there's a, a greater life. There's a victory. There's a wholeness that has always seemed out of reach. But suddenly today, it's not so out of reach anymore. It's not so out of reach anymore. And there will be a longing that will rise up in our hearts. A longing for, for you, Jesus. A longing for a God who loved us enough to die for us, but also a God who is powerful enough that death couldn't hold him. That's what we need, Lord. We need love and power. And, Lord, we only find it in you. There's no other name we can turn to but the name of Jesus. I pray for that longing to build in our hearts today. A longing that would bring us to a place of surrender as we give all to you. A longing that would lead us to a place of desperation to cry out to you. 
a longing that would say, thank you, Jesus, isn't enough anymore. I want power in my life. I want victory in my life. I want wholeness in my life. Thank you, Jesus. And I just pray for a beautiful church, Ohana, that, Lord, we would just begin ripping the grave clothes off and helping one another be set free. That's what you intended the church to be. Thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for that, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, will you stand with me? Let's worship together. And then after we sing this song, we're just going to start praying for each other. Thank you, Jesus.